think because we all go through something, we all struggle, we all have, you know, a figurative plane crash where things just blow up and explode and we have to pick up the pieces and figure out where we fit back in to the world that we live in. Stephanie Nielsen began sharing her life in 2005 through her blog, The Nini Dialogues, where she centered her writing on home life and motherhood. But then in 2008, she was in a fiery plane crash with her husband, Christian. They both survived, but she was badly burned over more than 80% of her body. She then wrote her New York Times bestseller, Heaven is Here, about the entire experience. Well, during our conversation, Stephanie shares what life looks like now, that kids are growing up and moving out of the house, what daily little things make all of the difference in creating a happy home, and how simplicity is the key to making holiday time extra special. Stephanie is such a delight and an inspiration, and I know that you will love hearing from her. Do you feel like other moms have life all figured out? Well, as the mother of seven, I can tell you that we are all just doing our best and making it up as we go along. But at least we have each other. I'm Vanessa Quigley, and welcome to the Mom Force Podcast, brought to you by Chatbooks. But before we get to that, I have to tell you about a beautiful Chatbooks ad that Stephanie and her family were featured in years ago. She invited us into her home to film, and I am telling you, it truly felt like heaven. There was such a beautiful, calm, safe feeling there through it all. And, well, (laughs) I didn't want to leave. Well, that feeling is what we wish for all of you. And it's actually the inspiration behind our Chatbooks holiday campaign this year, Home for the Holidays. We all want less chaos and more connection. So let Chatbooks take care of everyone on your gift list. There is honestly no easier way to hold on to cherished moments and everyday magic. And guess what? We've got a little gift for you too. For all of our new Chatbookers, use code MOMFORCE at the checkout for 20% off. And as always, happy Chatbooking. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the Mom Force, Stephanie Nielsen. I'm so happy you're here. Me too. Thank you for having me. Oh, I feel like it's been so long since I've seen you. I consider you one of my closest friends, even though we haven't known each other that long and we haven't spent that much time together, but I feel like we have a special bond. Yeah. Well, I feel like the time that we did spend together, it was like hanging out with a sister or someone that, you know, yeah. like it doesn't matter how you're like the type of person that you just pick up the phone And even though you haven't seen each other for years, it's like, just pick up where you left off. It's great. That's what I feel. I love that. And I love it when you find somebody like that. So thank you. I will tell you, I first knew who you were when the rest of the world heard your story of your tragic accident. My sister-in-law, Katie, is friends with some of Christian's family. Mm -hmm. I remember her telling me about your story. And I immediately went to the internet and looked up your blog and was a faithful reader of I went way back, I think, from the very beginning of your blog and fell in love with you and your family and with Courtney's blog and followed. Mm -hmm. She chronicled your recovery so beautifully. And so it was such a treat when we got to partner on a chatbooks commercial. I know. I know. Years ago, I just watched it in your Babies, our babies. They're now Nicholas is a big boy now. What happened? So I'm excited. We just re-uploaded that video in our chapbooks YouTube so that everyone can watch it. Stephanie's beautiful family and her beautiful home. But what I remember so distinctly about going to video that 
record that commercial in your home was just the beautiful feeling of peace and calm and love. Mm. And it was like so special, so tangible that I was just like, everyone needs to know what this oh. is. And so as I, as we were booking guests for December this year, I'm like, you know what I want? I want that kind of peace I felt in Nini's home. And so we're bringing you you here to the mom forest to share a little bit of that. I'll do my best. Your blog is Nini Dialogue. So tell us why Nini. Well, it was the last Nini is like the NIE is the last three letters of my first name and the the first three letters of my last name. So it was just Nini. I don't know. I don't know why I thought that when I thought that. Can I tell you that it was just like a month ago that I realized that? I just thought (laughs) Nini was just like a cute little nickname, but I saw in your blog, you have it like written out. I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Yeah. It can be a long time to figure it out, but cute little nickname. And and my my kids want their kids to call me Grandma Nini or not Grandma, just Nini. But I was like, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I love it. That's adorable. (laughs) It has kind of a little grandma could. Yeah. 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 One other fun fact for our listeners. I know anyone who knows chapbooks knows about the chapbooks real mom, your sister-in-law, Lisa Valentine Clark, who yes. brilliantly played the yes. frazzled mom in the bathtub. She's fantastic. Uh, incredible. Is married to your brother, Christopher, who yes. has passed and mm-hmm. we just love their family so much. And I know they're wonderful, wonderful people. So many great connections. Okay. Well, for anyone who hasn't followed your story, we're going to dig into all of that, what happened in the past, what you're up to now. But since this is a chapbooks podcast, I think it's fun to help introduce our guests through the context of a photo. And I'm imagining you have some photos in your camera roll. And I'm wondering if there's one of them with an interesting backstory that'll help us get to know you a little bit. Well, I love our change. I love seasons. I'm a big season season person. So every month, every every month on the same day, the same time I go to a spot in my backyard this year, it's my backyard. It's, uh, it's all over. It can be anywhere. And I take a picture of whatever I see, you know, of the same spot every month so that I can see what it looks like (laughs) every month, you know, as the seasons change and what the leaves look like and when the leaves are gone. Anyway, I've been doing it for a really long time and it's all different places in, you know, it could be, it was on, on a bridge, like 15 minutes from my house on the way to take my kids to school. I'd stop every month Mm -hmm. and just get out and take a picture just, and, and now this year it's in my backyard. And so I just did that yesterday. And so that's, what's the picture, (laughs) my most recent picture of November and what, what my, it looks like outside. So that's kind of what I, what I do. We talk a lot about everyday magic at Chapbooks and what that is and why it's important to recognize it because life is going so fast. And sometimes you miss things like the subtle changes in the seasons. And I love you take that moment to deliberately capture, not only capture the magic, but stop and see it because. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's so important that we connect to to change and seasons because it's going to happen in our lives. We're going to all change. And I don't, I just, I like to see it naturally happen in the world around me. I, it just brings so much peace to me. And it's like those leaves are off the trees now. And I have felt that bare rawness in my life, but I know they're going to grow 
in in three or four months, you know, those buds are going to start and those leaves are going to grow. And it just brings so much hope. I just love to see the whole process happen. So, yeah. Well, and I think with everything you've been through, you probably have more like respect and recognition and gratitude for that than maybe some people. But so, so let's just tell us really briefly about your story. I know your links all over on your blog for TV appearances and your story has been told many, many, many times and you can go in deep, but just tell us really quickly about what happened and what's led you here today. So 2008, my husband had just received his pilot's license and we went for a ride um, to our, our ranch in New Mexico. And on our way home, the plane crashed and Christian and I, that's my husband, we were both burned and our friend and pilot passed away. And I was in a coma for three and a half months in the hospital for almost six months recovering. And then just from there, just surgery after surgery, just, I feel like I've been in and out of the hospital. I, I don't, I feel like, you know, my accident has happened, you know, years, 2008, years and years ago, but to me, it's still so raw and fresh because, because with burns, you know, it it always kind of, it's painful. I always feel it. It's not like it will ever go away. And I imagine that's what it's like with any traumatic experience that anyone goes through. Those pains are always there. But so, you know, I see the time between when my accident happened and now, and I just still feel like it couldn't be that many years ago. It was just yesterday. But in some respects, I also feel like, gosh, I'm so glad that that's behind me. And and I look how far I've come. So it's kind of a balance that I, I have to find. But anyway, I had four children at the time. And it was it's just been a story of family and how family can save your life and pick up pieces when you stumble and miracles and God. And, and I wrote about it on my blog. Well, before I had blogged and then after I got back into blogging and, and that's kind of what's my story is about now is just recovering from that and living a kind of a new life. And, you know, so yeah, that's where yeah. I am today. <laughs> and your book, Heaven is Here. I remember reading that and weeping through that. Such a beautiful chronicle of what you went through and the lessons mm-hmm. that you've learned. And, and I, that is what I felt when I was in your home. Heaven oh, was there you. and it's, it was so special. But why do you think that your story has touched so many lives? I think because we all go through something, we all struggle. We all have, you know, a figurative plane crash where things just blow up and yeah. explode and we have to pick up the pieces and figure out where we fit back in to the world that we live in and in our families and as our roles, um, you know, for me, it was a mother and a woman. And I just, I couldn't, I think I was honest about all of that. And I think it really connected with a lot of people because they felt that way. And like I said, it might not be a plane crash and burns. It's just something else. And I think when we connect with somebody, when someone is a storyteller and they can tell a story that, that they feel so, so I connected to it, it becomes real for them. And, and I, I don't know, I think maybe that's why, or I don't know. I still sometimes wonder, I don't know why, but I, and I do think, you know, my belief in God has, has connected people to, I think the love and the light that I have been given 
that I can radiate to other people. And I give that credit to, to God, yeah. not, not me, but I'm, I'm happy to be that, that vessel in, in which it can go. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's really special because I think that sometimes when tragedy hits, you know, you can get bitter, you can yeah. get bitter and just yeah. get mad at the world. And there isn't any bitterness in your in your stories. You continue to share it on your blog. You know, there are hard times. There's yeah. pain. There's struggle. But it's just, it's beautiful how you've, been, like, literally risen from the ashes. Thank and you. it's it's incredible. Tell us about Courage Rising. You summited Mount Kilimanjaro? Yes. Tell us about that. This is incredible. So we have the Burn Center in, in Arizona, the Arizona Burn Center, gathered a group of burn survivors and we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with our burn surgeon and several of the nurses. And it was incredible. It was so fun. It was just so neat to be with these people who have all experienced very, very similar injuries and under the care of the surgeon who was with us and get to the top and just have overcome, you know, all of these these horrific experiences that we've all been through at this hospital and then to, to be together, to triumphantly enjoy this time with our surgeon and with each other. It was just, it was really incredible. And I, it was an amazing experience that, that I'll never, ever forget. It was great. Yeah, it sounds really hard too. <laughs> Did you yeah, ever wonder like, was. what am I doing? It was, it was hard, but I also was so proud of myself. I was like, Man, I prepared for this, and I I was really proud of myself. <laughs> I'm going to toot my own horn, but I was really grateful that my body, you know, performed the way it did. I didn't have any problems. I mean, there were a couple times when I felt pain, but mm-hmm. other than that, I zipped up there with Christian. It was so great. It was really great. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. So I'm wondering, like, what is it? When you're having a bad day or you're struggling or you're like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and feeling some pain, like what, how do you give yourself a pep talk? How do you get through those really, really hard things? And then even the, like the hiccups of everyday family life, you know, cause being yeah. a mom, yeah. it's hard yeah. work. Totally. I always think I've been through worse. So I feel like the, the plane crash has kind of been like, and the burn, the burn injuries, that's kind of like my threshold. Like I, if I can say, you know, Nothing could get worse than that. Could it? I mean, I don't know. That was pretty bad. So I'm always like, whenever hard hard times come or whatever, I'm like, oh, remember, you've been through way worse. If you could get through that, you can get through this. And, you know, I give myself time to be mad and be frustrated. But I also know that I've, I've learned that that doesn't really help you overcome or, you know, that's not a solution to fixing the problem is you know, being mad or, or angry. So there are definitely times when I feel that way, I just need to like push through it. And I, and I do. And the other thing that I've learned is whenever I'm feeling so frustrated with things, I try and text somebody. I try and text somebody and say, Hey, how you doing? I'm just thinking about you. I love you. I'm grateful for your friendship. And I feel like that just helps me get out of the funks that I'm in when I, when I stop thinking about me and where I'm at and just turn it around and think of somebody, somebody else, that is a magical remedy to, yeah. to, to feeling better. Turning yourself outward yeah. instead of inward. I, yeah. I feel like that 
for myself too. If if I just turn inward and think about me, me, I just yeah. get more and more miserable. Yeah. Yes. But doing something for anybody else is just like an instant pick me up. And it, and this way is so easy because I don't want to make cookies and go drop them off at someone's house. I would rather just text someone and say, Hey, I love you. Yeah. I'm thinking about you. And for me, that's easy. That's easy. Yeah. It doesn't cost anything. And you know, it's, you just, you can freely do it. It's great. It's beautiful. We can all do that. Okay. Let's talk about your kids because when you were in the hospital recovering, how old was Claire? She's your oldest, right? Yep. Claire was my oldest at the time. uh, She had her sixth birthday in the hospital. So she was six. And your baby at that time? Nicholas, he was like 18 months. Oh my goodness. And you since have had beautiful Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Another sure beautiful did. redhead. How did you get two redheads? I had I seven know. kids trying to get a redhead and it did I not happen know. for me. I feel so bad. I feel like I don't deserve it. <laughs> you I deserve all of the good things. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful family. Like hearing you talk, I'm realizing that like gratitude is a really important theme. It's it's probably what, you know, keeps you going. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can take our family relationships for granted, especially mm-hmm. when, you know, kids and teenagers can be a little more difficult than we remember us being. But I'm curious, how do you, what's your perspective on that now? And as you're nurturing your relationship with your kids and as they're getting older, like what are some of the things that motivate you and help you keep your relationship strong? Because they love their mama. That is very clear. Yes, we do have, I, that is one thing I'm so grateful for is good relationships with each of my children. I feel like I'm I'm as much in their lives as I I want to be. You know, I think as moms we all just want you know be, be in all the kids in their stuff and see what they're doing and check on them and whatever. And I feel like I'm they let me. They, that's the the beauty of it is that they let me be a part of that. I'm I'm so grateful for that. We grew up in these big families and. I wanted it to be just a little bit different in my family where it wasn't like one size fits all. You're part of this, this family and this is how we do it. And you're going to do this and this is how you do it. And, and I had a beautiful, magical, wonderful childhood. So I just and thought. You wondered how many kids, remind, remind us how many kids. Are in your I, we wanted 10 because yeah. Christian came from 11. I came from nine. So I wanted to have oh. 10 children and now I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't feel that way. But it's okay, a lot if I'm of being work. honest. There it, are days when I think, "What yes, have I done? I had too yes, many kids." It is. It's a lot of work, and I think the amount of attention and love that I want to give each one of my children it's it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. and so. But I, I just want I, I take what I got from my family and the beautiful lessons I learned there, and then just do better in my family, my little family that I created, and so. I, so it's not a one size fits all with my children. I feel like they each do things differently. And this child doesn't respond like that child did when I said this or did that. And I think I've fine tweaked it. But the thing is, is that they grow and they're growing every day and it's different. And so, so I have to evolve with them on their journey where they're going. And it takes a lot of work. What does that look like with young adult children? Because that's the phase where I'm in right now. Most of yeah. my kids are in that phase and it's yeah. it's a different kind of parenting. Yeah. Like when they were little, I used to be like, oh, I can't wait till you're older. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, oh, I wish I could go back to those diaper times. Those, mm-hmm. And then when they would all go to bed at a certain time and I could lock that front door and we were in, we were settled. 
I love that. I miss that so much. Now I have to, you know, I think it's being flexible. I think we have to be flexible moms and just be willing to, we, we still have a standard. We still have, you know, the Nielsen standard. This is where we expect you to be, but it could change, you know, like flexibility. We just need to be able to say, you know, this is what we want you to do, but I see what you're thinking here and let's, you know, talk about that or whatever it is. I, I think it takes a lot of emotional effort and, but it's, it's my job, you know, I'm, I'm good at that. I, yeah. I feel like that was the occupation that I chose was to be a mom. And so I'm going to treat it like that. And some days are really hard and emotionally exhausting. But for the most part, I, you know, I can lay my head down at night and think I, I did a good job today. <laughs> I could yeah. do better on that. But I, I, I did. I did my best. And I think if my kids know that, they know that I love them. What more could yeah. I want, I guess? I, don't I love how you talk about motherhood as an occupation that you chose. And I remember where I was sitting in my kitchen in Boston, where I was living mm-hmm. at the time, reading your blog, back back to the very beginning. And that, mm-hmm. it, it did come through, that you took motherhood very seriously. I mean, you were fun. You were free spirit. You were the first vegetarian that I had ever, like, known <laughs> in real life that actually, like, and I was so intrigued. I, like, saved all of your recipes. I'm like, oh, oh I'm going to yeah. do this, too. Yeah. I bought the same bowls that you served mm-hmm. meals in for yes. your family because yes. I'm like, I want to be like Stephanie. Like, I, I oh, loved man. motherhood. I always knew I wanted to be a mother. But I was always like, mm, what else? You know, like I felt like this tension and I think that, you know, some people do have a calling to do, you know, motherhood and something else. But I just Mm -hmm. really wanted to feel more of that joy in the little everyday moments that you seemed to celebrate and relish and take seriously. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot. I, I do love, I do love it. I love it. I feel like, I think a lot of it was because I grew up in such a, a beautiful home with a very attentive mother who made my childhood just so wonderful. Mm. And, you know, all those siblings around me that it it was just a lovely place to grow up. And I wanted that for my kids. I just, I feel like my children are my life's work. They're my contribution to society. And I feel like, you know, if they're good people that will contribute in their, their communities and in their worlds, and and we just build upon that and then then we have this happy world that we can live in and i i want to be a part of that and and so i think that's why i put so much effort and energy into my children I, when i love it yeah, i feel like it's my calling and also just because that's what i can contribute <laughs> to the yeah. world i find that as my kids continue to get older and you know make some choices like i'm really proud that they have they live by the quigley creed they are respectful, yeah. responsible, considerate, and kind, but Perfect. they don't always make the choices that I thought that they would make. And so yeah. separating myself a little bit from the outcome of, yeah. you know, every single choice has been a little bit tricky, but I'm just thinking about your oldest daughter, Claire, who is mm-hmm. now working in, is it the same burn center that you yeah. were yes. in? I mean, yeah. how, how, what is that like? What does that do to your mama heart? It's just such a beautiful full circle moment. And I, and she was like the last person. She just hated the hospital. She hated blood, yeah. all of that stuff. And then she went, served a mission 
And she came home and said, I know what I need to do. And, and it was just, I was like, I'm so glad you came to that, that you had that inspiration for yourself. And yeah, I didn't have anything to do with that. I mean, you know, I, I did, but not, not directly. And she yeah. came to that on her own. And that was just so, so beautiful. And I'm just so proud of her. We just, I love that she works with the same sur- burn surgeons yeah. you know, that, that I, that saved my life. It's just cool. It's really cool. Incredible. All right. Let's talk about holiday because all this talk about kids moving out and going away, we want them to come home. We want to create this haven for our homes or even like, you know, our little kids that go off to elementary school, middle school, it's like a whole nother world out there. And we want to create this safe haven and there's nothing cozier than home at the holidays. And you, I mean, we're in the Christmas holiday now, but like you do Halloween big too. I've heard you say that's your favorite, your favorite holiday. holiday. It's weird. I don't know why, but I, it is. I just, I love the, I love the, the it's the seasons. We're back to the seasons. Yeah, yeah. I love that change. You know, it's kind of the beginning of a, a different yeah. season. I just love it. Well, tell us a little bit about your Christmas holidays. I'm sure, you know, read her blog. You'll see Halloween, playing Clue, <laughs> eating chili, so cozy, carving pumpkins, all the stuff. What is the favorite holiday tradition around Christmas time for the Nielsen family? Well, we, we love our heritage, which, you know, we're Danish, uh, Scandinavian heritage, Norwegian. And I think I played a lot on, on that. We do St. Lucia day on December 13th. That's a big day where we get our girls. They each take a turn and dress up as St. Lucia and the, with the crown and the candles mm-hmm. and the nighty and I cook native food and, that's one. I think that's probably more than than Christmas itself. I think that's mm. my kids' favorite holiday or favorite tradition that we have at Christmas time. It's just so fun. Just we celebrate light, and I, it's kind of a you know the right before Christmas break, and it's kind of just kicks off like that fun the next couple yeah. weeks. And honestly, you know there were if I were to ask my kids right now what their favorite part about Christmases at home, I think they would say just home, just being home. And so my goal and what I try to do in my home every year is just to be home. Mm. (laughs) I know it sounds silly and simple, but we light candles every night, every single night. We turn music on and we're just, we're home all together. We're eating good food. I'm make sourdough bread and we eat that like every night and you know I just try and make every every night in December seem to be you know a celebration but it's so simple and it's so easy and anyone can do it and I think we think especially as moms and with social media and what everyone else is doing like we gotta you know ham it up big and I love to ham it up big but that's not yeah that's not the it's simple. It's just, it's the hoog, which is, you know, everyone loves that word, yeah. but that's, that's kind of what the Nielsen's live by is everything's hoog and easy. I um, think sometimes the tendency, especially around, you know, the holidays is to go, 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 go shopping, totally. go out here, yes. go see this, go get mm-hmm. this, go to this party. And, you know, I like a little bit of that, but then you could come to the end of December and just feel like an absolute yes. frazzled mess. Yeah. And realize uh, we actually didn't have any of that calm, quiet, peaceful. Right. Huga? Is that how you say it? Hoog. Yeah. Hoog. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. time in our home. So yeah. I love that you're just, this is such great advice. Just I, slow down. I, I always say December is our, is our month off and oh. we don't go to parties. I, I'm serious. I tell people like, Sorry, church. I'm not going to the, the Christmas party. We're not doing any of that. I mean, maybe we do one or two, but honestly, like it's our month off. It's the one month that we can say we're we're not we're not we're doing less. We're not doing more. We don't need more parties. We don't need more get-togethers. And also, I'm just a very introverted, you know. And maybe I've kind of, you know, raised a bunch of introverts too. And I feel bad about that sometimes. But really, we. It's our it's our month off. We try. Some of the most successful, beautiful people are introverts. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you don't have to go to a million parties. Okay, let's transition into photos because as you are describing St. Lucia Day, I remember seeing photos of that through the years. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. photos that you took. Do you take all the photos on your yeah. blogs? Yeah. Okay, you have a gift. Mm. So beautiful. Very nice. For us less skilled, talented photographers, do you have any go-to tips for capturing everyday magic of your family life the way you do? I think, I think my thing is, and I think my kids are now conditioned that I just take pictures. And so I don't try and get them to be certain way or pose a certain way or, you know, just, I just take pictures and, and I think, you know, the candid ones are kind of the, the best ones, but, but I like growing up, I, I can still see pictures of myself and I I know where I was. I know what I was thinking. I remember the shirt I'm wearing. I know what the house smells like. Like I have so my, my sensories just kind of all connect when I see pictures or a video or whatever of, of my life. And it means so much to me. And I think I want that so much for my kids. I want them to, to look at, at that picture and remember, you know, that is there a particular picture from your childhood? Like what pops into your your yeah. mind that you yeah, could describe. I, I, I think of a picture of me. It was after church and it, I was probably five and we had, it was summer and we had like 50 blankets on the trampoline and I was wrapped up in one. And I think most of my siblings were on the trampoline. It was just like after church, we'd come home and we all just hang out on the trampoline. And I think probably the night before we slept over on the tramp and that's the blankets were still all there. Yeah. I just remember that was the best that my life could get was surrounded by people I loved, cozy, warm, happy. That's the picture. Whenever I think of nostalgic pictures of my life, that comes to my mind. I love that. And I don't know if it's your childhood like mine. There are a handful of photos like that. Our lives were not documented the way we document our children's lives. So those photos do really stand out and are super special. Although my brother, Christopher, we, we, mentioned earlier, he was really, really good at, you know, filming. He would always have a camera in his hand and he was filming and he was our, our inspiration. historian. Yes. He was amazing. (laughs) Oh, those are treasures. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what about like the sheer volume of photos that you take? Like how, first of all, how many photos are in your camera roll? Do you yeah, know off the top I, of your I probably have uh, like close to 5,000. And is that a lot? Is that not very much? I don't know. What, it, well, what is a lot? I have over 100,000, but it's because <laughs> I use I, I, Apple Photos as my primary like place where I save all my photos, all my scanned photos, everything is there. Okay. Well, then I have tons more. Okay. Because I mean, I've been taking pictures since you know, I yeah yeah, 
early 2000s. So so how do you organize them? Because I know you you do take so many photos. I think sometimes we get trapped with (laughs) so many photos on our on our devices. What, what are your tips for organizing and enjoying? I organize mine by events and seasons and holidays. So all my Halloween, all my Halloween ones go in the Halloween folder and you know, all the St. Lucia ones go in that one. And, and then it's easy. Then I can just go back and click on, on the folder and see what I did in previous years. And I have a billion folders, but it's so on a hard drive. It works for me on a hard drive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the fact that you only have 5,000 on your phone, I think that is that is proof that you do your work. <laughs> you I try. Download, yeah. You yes. organize. You've got them safe on a hard yes. drive. And I blog. So I, I yeah. you know, put them on my blog and I and I write about a quick, you know, quick story about it or whatever. So that we'll just always remember oh. that's what we were doing. That's why mom took that picture. So do your kids, now that they're older, do they have opinions about what photos you share of them? No, they don't even, re- they don't read my blog. They don't, they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> They're Every like, I live that life. I don't need to, you know, read about it. Actually, Claire, because she lives away. Uh-huh. She reads my blog every day and, and that's great. But my other kids don't. I they don't even know. I could do whatever I, I want and they wouldn't I even know. That's so awesome. I think I ruined my kids on, I started sharing more on like Instagram and their yeah. friends, yeah. you know, would sometimes see things oh, I posted. Totally. So now yeah. like if I pull out a camera, they'll be like, this Don't is only for chapbooks. Do not post this on social media. <laughs> I have I have heard that several times. Yes. Yeah, totally. So I know. Good. And I and I kind of have stepped back quite a bit from from Instagram. Yeah. Just we all have. Just to take a yeah. And it's probably the best thing that I've done. I mean, it's I'm starting to live more for me and for my family and for my posterity instead of, you know. I mean, I felt like it, I needed to to share my life for so long. I felt like I needed to to sh- let people in on this journey I was having because they were with me, you know, like the, yeah. they're so wonderful. And I felt so blessed and grateful for their, their love. And, and I, and they were my friends and I, but I just kind of got to a point where I was like, I don't, it's just too much for me. I just want, I just want it to be for me, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't really want everyone to know everything all the time. So, yeah. Hey, I have felt the same tug. I think a lot of people are, and it's interesting as, as we look, you know, we're coming up on 10 years of chat books and the evolution of the company and how people use chat books to help uh, hold on to their memories has changed as our behaviors have changed. And whereas in the early days it was, you know, we print your Instagram because yes. obviously you're sharing yes. your whole life on Instagram yes. with friends and family. Um, people aren't doing that anymore. And so we've evolved to, we developed an app called HeyFam, which is just for us and just for our family. It has, it, it it's easy to share photos and updates and stories. It's like your place on your phone just for your family. Um, and it has become that. a beautiful way as our kids continue to grow and move all over the country. And as our extended families, you know, we want to stay close. I have a very, you know, close knit relationship with all of my brothers and sisters too, which is a beautiful way to stay in touch and continue to share things without getting all of the noise and the input from the rest of the world. How long has HeyFam been a thing? I I feel like I... Sorry that I didn't know about this. Tell me more. We've been pretty quiet about it because we're still like tweaking it. We're still perfecting okay. it, but it's, oh, in, it's in beta testing. It's actually in, available in the app store okay. for iPhone and Android. And it's a really, it's our favorite. It's, it's, I love it. It's 
I stay connected with my family and all the photos that are shared there. And because my big kids, they're not texting me photos throughout the day, but they will pop them into HeyFam because they know that everyone's seeing them. And then I can use all of those photos as a photo source for my chat books. So instead of now having books of just me and Nate and the two kids that were living at home. They have all the all the kids in there. So I love really this. Fun. I'm yeah. so excited about this. This actually is is probably gonna. I, when I first started chat books, I was like, "This is so awesome" because yeah. I I felt like, you know, to have all my photos in these beautiful books, and yeah. my kids would open them up and we'd laugh at them. You know, we'd go through them all and see us through the years. I just loved it, and it was so great too because I it was like. I don't have to give my kids phones because I have everything right. in this book. And it was so great. And then they get older. And of course that doesn't last. This is like an answer yeah. yes, to prayer. Yes, yes. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that goes. So only a very, very small percentage of the photos that we print at chatbooks come from social media. Yeah. Most sure. of them come directly from camera rolls or yeah. now more and more from HeyFam. So Perfect. check it out. It'll be okay. great. Well, Stephanie, yeah. you are wonderful. I love you. I've got to come visit you now in your new home. Yes, yes. please come come out. It's so beautiful here. I love, I'm in North Carolina. I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. And you have a I farm and your animals and we all do. the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, nice. it's a dream. I'm very happy. Happy where I am. I'm so glad. All right. Where can people find you online and learn more about everything that you've got going on? I just, I'm still, I'm still blogging Nini Dialogues and I'm Nini Dialogues on Instagram when I go, when I do that. That's, that's about it. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's where she is just, or, or at home. She's just yes. at home. Go, go to or at home for reals. I'm always at home. Come on over. I we'll have it. a little, a little hoog. Hoop time together. Hoop time. Mm. I'm there. All right. Well, happy holidays. Thank you. You too. I love you. Isn't she wonderful? We will have a link to her blog and that chatbooks commercial that I was telling you about in the show notes. And as always, thank you so much for being here. I hope that you have a heavenly holiday season and that you can enjoy some special time and home with your family. Oh, and if you have a moment, it would be a real gift for me if you could take a minute to rate and review the podcast and maybe share it with someone who you think would like to be part of the mom force. Until next time.